to free beers and a movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to the eighth episode of Three Beers and a Movie. We are once again at the Raven, and you are Colin McKay, and, and you are I am Richard Laird. Um, and once again, we're gathered here so we can talk about the thing we've seen this week, which is not actually that much. No, no, no. Really, we've seen one one movie between us. Well, one movie each. each I think, yeah. yeah, the same movie. <laughs> the same movie. Yeah, which could we can talk about it. Yeah. Um, and what are you drinking today, Colin? Um, I'm drinking a tonic. Um, but do you like the comic? No. No? So it's you're now going to go back to the crap you normally I'm drink? I'm going to go back to Corona, back to Mexico. Um, Atomic's a very, it's very flat, it's a Scottish Scottish beer and it's, it's really like a like flat. no gas in it at all? None whatsoever. Um, so I'm, I'm not enjoying it too much. I'll finish it for, this, for the sake of austerity in, in the yeah. show. I will put on a good display yeah. and finish it. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. Literally Corona. half a pint of something non, <laughs> um, like sort of mass marketed and you're like, I'm not having it again. No, I don't no, ever back to the. And what are you drinking? I'm drinking First World Problems. Which I like a lot. Um, it is in a can. I in a can, which is the worst way to drink beer. I hate <laughs> drinking beer out of a can. Um, but it is very, very nice. It tastes like it should be like four percent, but it's actually six point two percent. So it hasn't the past got me into a bit of trouble. Yeah. So we're going to try and limit it to, to, to three. I limit it to three. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like as as the, the podcast says, but yeah, it's very, so keep very nice. Things coherent. Okay. Yes. Because any more than three, and it does get a little bit messy. But it is a lovely, lovely beer. First world problems uh, from Stuart Brown. Definitely. And it's got a really cool kind of stylized can. Yeah. Like it's very sort of like very Mad Men, I think, which yeah. I really like about it as well. Yeah. Um, they don't sell them, but I can't find bottles of it anymore. It's a real pain in the ass. I love the bottles of it. I'm just stuck with cans. So okay, challenge for listeners: find, find bottles of first level problems, problems and yeah. send them to me, and I will oh, drink them all. They're not going to buy them for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but tell me where they are then, at least. Then I can find them, and then I'll go and buy them myself, and then drink them all. Okay. Anyway, but anyway, so we're going to movies that we saw this week. So, what movie did you see this week, Colin? Um, I seen a little film called The Beguiled. As did I. Which didn't beguile me. Did beguile you? Okay, so we're done there. Okay. Very clever. It's directed <laughs> by Sophie Coppola, who we all know from things like, uh, like Virgin Suicides. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that one. Um, Lost in Translation. Mm, that's really odd. I've only seen it once. What is it? But people love it, and then yeah. I watched it. I was very, very nonplussed by it. Yeah. And I was like, and I felt like I'm missing something from it. Worth a revisit, maybe. I think it should be worth a revisit. I believe because everyone, it's a bit like when I first saw Memento as well. I just didn't. Really enjoy it that much, then I rewatched it and I did enjoy it immensely. Uh, it kicked in. I was like, up with um, Batman Begins as well. Same idea, yeah. half a dozen views to actually enjoy yeah. the fucking film. So I'm going to have to give it um, close translation and I'll go. If you've done Marie Antoinette, which I really wasn't a fan of at all, um, and the one's called Somewhere recently as well, a bit of a kind of very low budget. No, um, and also done one a couple of years ago called the last film she's done actually called The Bling Ring. No, no. People do seem that there is a sort of real. Um, Sort of divide amongst sort of people with people either love it or kind of just are very non plus by um, some people like I know people who are, who are big big fans of her and will watch everything she does and think it's the greatest thing in the world mm. and, and myself I'm watching a very 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 pretty movie she makes they all look very stylish and very and very well shot obviously mm. with a pedigree with a name like Coppola yeah. you can know how to shoot a hell at a movie yeah. but a lot of the stories just don't, don't really work for me you know it just doesn't don't really hit me in the same way that other people get hit by them this so, one, however, I did quite enjoy. So talking about go back to so so she, so she's she's Coppola. So is it her dad? It's her dad is trying to fall Coppola, yes. Which would make Nicholas Cage her cousin, I think it would cousin, be. Yeah, cousin would be. Yeah. Yeah, she kind of Hollywood right. She is her. Yeah, she knows. Yeah. Like, I listened to an interview with her recently. She's talking about how she was out in Vegas with her cousin. And realise that half a year like our cousin is, is, is Nick Cage. She was out, I was out with Nick Cage. She was Vegas with Nick Cage or Nick Coppola. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was like, oh my god, like yeah, she had proper name, royal name, 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 yeah. casual name dropping. Casual name dropping. Snidey me, just a casual. Yeah. Name, a casual. You can imagine she was growing up. She was in as a young girl. She was in Godfather Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even as a young girl, she was growing up around the world where he had, you know, Coppola's mates. You know, he's always a man who dabbled in the circles of the greats. Yeah. He is one of the greats as well. So she was obviously like, quite a pedigree for like you know being brought up on that. So. So filmmaking's in there, but is there any other Coppola's that we don't know about? Is there fans there's Nick <laughs> There is, I'm sure like I saw a Coppola on the credits of this as a producer. I can't remember who it might be, my brother, possibly. Right, okay. So I can't remember his name though, but I'm imagining, I think a lot of the family have got some, not always directing, but maybe involved in some yeah. production or behind the scenes in some way. Um, you see a good legacy in the building, yeah. but definitely. And it, was put out by, and it was put out by American Zeotrope, which is obviously our dad's production company, so yeah. imagine, I don't know if it's a, it's a family one, like, so it's, it's everybody's involved in it in some right. way, it's not just, because dad wasn't a producer on it. Okay. But it's his company who's obviously involved yeah, in it some way. Pretty good. Yeah, so pretty cool. Some, some good background there. Um, so on to on to the, 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 the guild. It's a 
the big guy yeah. It's uh, based on a novel by Thomas Cullinane. It was very famous. I mean, I did a film back in 1971. Starring Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Um, directed by Don Siegel. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Dirty Harry. Yeah. And yeah. Clint Eastwood has kind of muse. Yeah, he's, well, he's done yeah. a yeah. Alcatraz as well. But yeah. Done one you like, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, which, which I loved. Yeah. yeah. Done that with exactly one of them. But, yeah. I've not seen the original. Have you seen the original one? Uh, the original Body Snatchers? No, original... Beguiled. Beguiled, yes. Yeah, I have. Um, one of my favourite Clint Eastwood films. I really like it a lot. Um, and I think that's partly why I was so disappointed with this. Yeah, you, you, we've talked before we come on, mate. You really did not enjoy this film at all. Um, no, no. It was fucking dull. It was like something happened. Something happened. 90 fucking one minutes or something happened. And guess what? Nothing happened. A lot of stuff happened in this film. It was fucking terrible. It's not terrible. No, I did not like it. I mean, it runs at quite a short running time as well. The original, I think, was was well over two hours. I think the original's got a lot more kind of meat to the characters and stuff like that. The original Big Isles. The original um, one as well, you told me before that they, there's a lot more sort of, you're not really sure about the Clint Eastwood character for a lot of the film. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this one up front, you can have, you're pretty sure who Colin Farrell is in this yeah, one. He's played. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. Anyway, aye. we get to meet the main point of the story is. Um, the Beguiled is set in Civil War, um, American Civil War, but three yeah. years into it. Yeah. Um, there's a school for young girls. Most of the students have all gone home because mm-hmm. of the war. Yeah. There's maybe about half a dozen yes. are left. Five girls, two teachers. Five girls, two teachers, yeah. Um, one of the young girls finds a northern soldier, um, a Yankee, mm-hmm. in the forest. Luko, isn't it? A blue Luko. Luko, yeah. Um, so they're all southern ladies who are all fighting on the side of the rebels. Yeah. Um, she brings him home because he's injured. Yeah. And from that, the story sort of developed because every woman in this place has really not seen a man for either a long time or really ever. Yeah. And they all start getting very attached to the, the gender. Yeah, there's a lot of sexual chemistry, which at no point was sexual or chemistry. So, yeah. I disagree entirely with that. I mean, I. <laughs> no, in the cast, you get Colin Farrell, who I thought was very good in this film. Apart from his accent, he was really dodgy. He was doing an Irish accent. <laughs> he is Irish, he's doing his normal accent. It sounded odd as well. It didn't sound... I, I did not, honestly, did not buy into it. It was dead weird, because I know he's Irish, and I'm like, he sounded terrible. It's <laughs> like, fucking... Are you, thinking, are you being terrible because you're used to him doing an American accent? I think so, yeah. I don't think I've ever really heard him doing his Irish accent. I've seen him do a few things in Irish accent, and I thought you sound like Colin Farrell, which is yeah. what I'm used to hearing him talk about. I don't like. think I've seen him, and, and it threw me, and I was like, he sounds... As if he's trying really hard to be Irish, and it's like, no, but he is Irish, you fucking idiot, he's not trying. He's not trying to be Irish. He's been Colin Farrell. Uh, you also got Nicole Kidman? Nicole Kidman, yeah. Um, the strangest thing I got for this movie, this is really fucked up, right? Is I was watching Nicole Kidman on screen, right? And all I kept thinking was that her and Tom Cruise would make a really nice couple just now. Because. I don't know, I just think aesthetically they look really pleasing together. They don't because Colin, because Nicole Kidman's like 6 foot 4 and Tom Cruise is like 4 foot and 1. But, but just the way she looks and the way he looks, just now they're kind of aging the same kind of yes, way. Yes, they both look quite timeless and in that. They yeah, they're not. look quite nice together and I was kind of wanting a wee reunion. I'm pretty sure Nicole Kidman does not want that reunion. I'm pretty sure she doesn't. No, she's, I think she's out and she's very happy to be out. <laughs> and she's now she's sleeping with the Aussie um, country singer. Well, what's his name? Uh, Keith Urban. Aye. Yeah, she's happy with him. Is look. she related to Keith Urban? I don't think so, no. Okay, I'll find I mean, it. maybe could be. I mean, yeah. it, it could be possible, but okay. I, I don't know enough about the Keith Urban or the Urban family <laughs> to know their actual... Although, have seen Keith Urban live. Um, <laughs> anyway, also in the film is Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst was in the movie as well. Um, First time I've seen her on screen for a while, actually. She's a miserable face, bitch. She is a miserable, yeah. She, is, she, doesn't, she doesn't crack too many smiles. No, she does and, not at all. She's and I can't... Good. Thinking back, when I've watched the film, I mean, I think she's actually quite good in the film. I think she actually plays it really well. I genuinely can't think of a Kirsten Dunst film, or a film, well, I can think of a film that, that Kirsten Dunst is in that I like, for example, we just Spider-Man recently, mm. but I can't think of a film that she's in where I like her in it. It's a real sort of like, I don't know why she's famous, you know what I mean, it's like I don't understand what, I don't find her charming or interesting at all. Yeah, yeah, um... I don't know. I had to really look through a catalogue. I've not got it with me at all. I don't really know. Nothing there that jumped out. You thought. But I'm trying to think. Custom Dunn's. What Custom Dunn's film I've seen that I really like her in. Do you think she got dragged along with the success of Interview with a Vampire as a child star, <laughs> and she's just kind of. I mean, that's not posted on it, but she's, she's kind of moved along with that, and it's you know she was the next big child star, and from there, that's given the platform. I mean, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, but also she must be doing something right to all to be, be still. Casting films. I don't think she's a bad actress. I no, think. I don't think she's bad. I just yeah. can't think of anything like her, and that's all. Yeah. And it's 
it seems odd to say but someone who has been around since the last what a good 20 odd 20 years 20 years yeah you know like Lisa Wellspoon I, I always lumped them two together mm-hmm. to a great extent I can maybe push the thing about Lisa Wellspoon film I like I don't like Lisa Wellspoon she's got a weird chin she looks a bit like my sister which makes her feel a bit odd towards her <laughs> Um, Interview with Vampire Spider-Man was good. Um, no, she think she's in all right films. I'm yeah. not denying that. But you it's just her, her character, her performance is just. I don't know what to go. Oh, that's really good. Custom done. Probably really enjoyed that. Yeah, what was the one where the the planet's going to smash into Earth and it's like the last night in Earth? Um, Chris, you're just thinking of Natalie Portman, I think. No, 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 Chris Lynch was in it. No, Chris Lynch. Um, sure, Lars von what's his name? Lars von Trier? Yeah, one of his movies. I've, I've, about two or three years ago. You probably reckon I avoid Lars von Trier with the plague, to be honest. Right. That was quite interesting. She was all shacked in it. And yeah. Again, I don't think the character was particularly likable. But no, I don't need something to be likeable in order for me to like them. I just need them in a film or like play a role they go, I have either some sympathy towards you or I like your performance. And I honestly, get nothing from her. I get nothing from her at all. Yeah. Um, and this, I'm, even, like, apart from the Spider-Man, like, I'll be able to discuss it. I, like the, I love the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but um, I, I don't think she, she's not a good Mary Jane. No. And she's think, not really interested in the film at all. So you think anyone could be Mary Jane with a red wing on? Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. I don't think she's anything about her. Yeah. Even like something in Midnight Special, I'm just looking through a wee bit of wee gang through a biography. So I was in Midnight Special. Mm-hmm. I loved that movie. Yeah. Didn't particularly care for her. I don't remember that much at all. She plays mum. She plays mother yeah. of the boy. Um, Two Feet of January as well. Like, I liked that film as well. Didn't particularly like her. I didn't really think her role was in anything particularly special in it. Um, and just looking again, just looking at the recent you know stuff she's been in. Uh, How to Lose Friends and Alien People. Didn't really like her that much in that either. Elizabeth Town, I thought was. It's a real misstep by Cameron Crowe, um, but even at that, she's still not that interested in it. Yeah. I feel like we're now yeah. ragging on Kirsten Dunst for no reason. I, I, I don't mind it, I'm yeah. okay with it. Um, I, I don't think there's, other than interviewed Vampire, I don't think any of those particularly jump out at me or, or kind of really kind of help me, but no, I, I don't mind it either. I think she's competent in her job. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and also getting billing in the film is Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning. Who's carrying on the Fanning dynasty, where, you know, they will be around forever now, I think. She's becoming a really good She is very much so, yeah, um, she's really enjoyable. You know, she, she's got a face, an interesting face, you want to kind of look at her face. There's something, there's something very good about it, but there's also something a bit kind of like odd about her as well. You're not really sure, you know, are you attracted to her or not, that's the thing, you know. She, she kind of... She, she's like kind of this really kind of sweet face, but then you know underneath there, you know what I mean? That there's a kind of she can play bad quite easy. Yeah, well, she's in a neon demon. She's really and I did, she was like really good in that, but yeah. it's like she's not a pleasant person in that. It's so. a terrible film. It was a bad film. Yeah. I wasn't a fan yet. It was a bad film. <laughs> um, but yeah, she there. Yeah, so um, she's uh, Dakota's little sister. I think so. Yeah, she's in Super Eight as well, which I really like. She was in Super Eight. Yeah, she's very young in Super Eight, yeah. but she's very charming in Super yeah. Eight. And she was in Disney as well, wasn't she? Maleficent. Yeah, she's in that. yeah, she was in Maleficent as well. Um, do you think it's odd in a film that's about like you know a load of women in a film that Colin Farrell got top billing? I don't think I think it's fucking Hollywood. I still, I mean Nicole Kidman can open a movie. Who's I suppose in terms of character structure, who's the film about? It's about him. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's that's why that's maybe why. But I think Hollywood still kind of known again. I, was, I find it odd that no one like in the world we're in this now, no one's making no one's making a big deal about that. I thought it would be quite odd. I thought someone was going to make a bigger deal about that. Yeah. The idea that Colin Farrell. Basically, some like Kidman as well. Yeah. Or even give them shared billing. That's what I, I thought. It more like been a shared billing. You know, it would be you know, the, but the title card is quite clearly it's Colin Farrell. Then it's Nicole Kidman. Yeah, Nellis. Yeah, then Nellis. So it's yeah. very odd. Yeah. But, um, Dude, it's <laughs> fucking boring. It it's, it's not. It's very funny. I thought no, it was really funny. It was funny. Weird. Like, there's all the wee looks at the girl. You see the, bit, like, the bits in it when like, you know, the guy comes down for dinner and they all dress up and they're all giving these up. You all these little looks and they're all they're making the apple pie. They're all trying to take credit for this apple pie. And it's like, no. the wee side glance, they're like, do you like apple pie, sir? Do you like pie, sir? That's funny. It was, it was cute. It was well done. It was just, the timing of it was really, I thought it was really clever. I thought, honestly, I'm me and Richard are both kind of, we behave ourselves at films, we don't fidget, we don't no. fuck about the phones, we don't speak, once lights goes out, that's it. I looked at my phone about six times just to try and gauge how much of this shit is left. Honestly, I did, I was like, kept looking, I was like, fuck, I've been off the phone, I've been off the phone. Mainly because I really enjoyed Colin Farrell in it, I thought he was excellent in this. Right. Um, and I'm liking him more and more as he's got older. Okay. And I think, and I think the, he's not. At one point, always he was tipped to be the sort of an action star. 
And he's not he's not that kind of actor. You know, he is a guy who can do it not indie films to an extent, but something, you know, maybe about this level, you know, good films like this, you know. You know, recently he's been in like oh not recently, ten years ago in Bruges, you know, fantastic in that. The Crazy Hearts and the Psychopath recently as well. Seen Mr. Banks he turned up, he turned up as uh, the dad of seeing Mr. Banks. Also the lobster a couple of years ago, which yeah. we all would be really well, like. Today is my favourite Colin Farrell performance. Um, I'm generally not a fan of Farrell, but I liked him in Controversially, Daredevil. I like Daredevil as well. I enjoy Daredevil. I like that. I like him as a lobster as well. He's doing a nice accent in Daredevil. Does he? He plays Bullseye Irish. I guess, but that's like the character that's Irish. No, he's not. Bullseye? Bullseye's not Irish. Fucking is now. He is now, but to you, but he's Bullseye's not Irish. But no, the Irish accent really, really booby. I was properly, but why is Colin Farrell speaking in tongues? I thought Farrell was good in this film. It's not as good as in Bruges, but I think he's my favourite performance he does so far. I think my favourite performance was, if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Elf Fanning's was probably the best performance. Like hers? Yeah. I thought Kidman, I thought I thought it was helped give Farrell and Kidman, I thought it really worked well together. Kidman done nothing, right? I think she had an air about her, which I really liked about her. She's just act, she just acted conceited, which which is tough to do and not be completely hateful. I even Nicole Kidman being conceited is probably quite easy. No, <laughs> Nicole Kidman's a lovely lady. Well, I don't, I don't think. You don't think so? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I think she looks like a lovely lady. I think she looks like a bit of a stern bitch. I think she's playing a stern bitch, but I see her on TV. She looks really happy sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But no, it's just just fucking nothing happened <laughs> at all. But. I, I think you watch a different film because it's, it's, it's a darkly comic film. It's a really undercurrent of sexual tension all the way through it. Maybe because you've seen the original, you're comparing it to that. I've not seen the original. I've not seen the original for years. But you know years, what yes, he's so. going to do. You know where he's going to go yeah, to an extent. Yeah. But I was still wondering what's going to happen, where he's going to go. Maybe right, that okay. kept me on edge a little right, bit, and I was wondering okay. what the situation is going to be about the film. So you know how it ends up. I didn't know what's, how it ends. I, I, I guess. Uh, but I, I don't. I think maybe they've just streamlined it too much. There's not enough character background. It's like there's no motivation for any of these people. You know, it's just that there's fucking they pop up, they take him in, and then you know what happens at the end. And that there's just no there's no meat in the bones. I disagree. I thought it was a lot. I thought you saw it, the character. I thought you saw them all have a little moment with him. Yeah. And you saw him. You saw him working them as well to an extent. You saw him like sort of him manipulating them all like all to different degrees. But it's nothing Jack Nichols has not done in every fucking movie. No, he I'm not saying I'm not saying that what he did was I'm not saying the film itself is breaking new ground or breaking yeah. new barriers. I think he's done it. He did it well. And he was I thought convinced. I thought everything Farrell done everything well. And like I said, I've genuinely not been a fan of Coppola's films mostly. Yeah. Um, I can appreciate the aesthetic of them. They all look very nice. But as a as film, I, I can take them or leave them. This one I actually genuinely did really enjoy. Yeah. Well, we, we spoke about that earlier um, in the week. Is the credit I would give is it, it does look nice. It looks stunning. Uh, yeah, it, it looks beautiful. really. Yeah. It's really well shot. She's obviously got a good eye for for a scene. Yeah, you know, and, and, and image and the way she kind of shot the trees and stuff like that. Um, the knees on sand is very nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's got a good eye for it. it just, I, I don't know. I just the whole story was flat all the way through it was just bland there was just nothing at any point where I thought that's good or that's interesting I think that's bad it was just like meh just dull I think, I think we are coming from two different places you're coming from, from a guy who liked the original yeah and you're not I've never seen the original so I'm going to have to compare it right, to so your homework now is, to watch. I is to watch the original I wanted to watch, I was trying to find it all week could we stop we've done the last one on Wednesday and yeah. you're going to go see it at some point this week I spent all week trying to find it somewhere I couldn't find it right, I'll try I'll get it for you I'll find it somewhere you find it somewhere could I, I could not get it, it. Right, get out and watch I am generally intrigued to see it because I really like Clint Eastwood, obviously. Yeah. And just, I want to see how his role was different. Because had a bit of an Eastwood look about me at times, I thought. No. Not at all? No. I, I can see why you people. I can see why you got the role. Based on the fact Eastwood done it previously, and people may have that in their mind. I can see why Farrow was picked for it. Do you think, do you think that's why they thought, like, who can we get that, that's going to end? No, not, maybe not that, but I can see. They, 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 I can't think of what they shared. They shared something. You know, maybe it's a look. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, and from what I saw, the, I've seen the, the trailer of the original Beguiled. It's a film that really sort of falls in love with Eastwood to a great degree. Yeah. And, you know, in this film, you know, it's Coppola shooting Colin Farrow. Colin Farrow's not a bad man to look at when they're filming him. He's a good looking no, he's guy. No, he's not. He's a handsome beast. And yeah. they. The camera finds him and the camera likes him. Yeah, he just needs to change that accent. Just can't say the accent's fine. <laughs> that's what we normally rate these films. What would you give this one? Um, you give it out of 10, what you go with? I would probably go four, four and a half, maybe. Because oh, it, not even 50%? Fuck no. Because it, it, it kind of looks nice. Um, what did you, what did you uh, give Transformers again? Like one? 
one, two, maybe. I think. It's, 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 this is only double as good as Transformers last one. Barely. No, it's Barely. no way near as it, No, 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 no. Out of five, sir, what would you give it? Out of five stars, um, three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah. Oh, you know, did, did Jill like it? Did Jill you? not only liked it, she had a wake through all of it. Did she? Yes. Wow. Which is, Jill for us in the film is not necessarily a, a kind of a bad film. No. The thing a wake through one is generally so a, 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 like, something enjoyable. Yeah, yeah she's. It's a rare, a rare event. Yeah, she, 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 uh, yeah, she, she really engaged with it. She really liked it. Yes, I Which I was generally surprised. Like, I thought she would be out cold within minutes, to be honest, that kind of film. Um, but no, she really liked it. No, I fucking hated it. I don't want to talk about it anyway. You don't want to talk about it anymore? <laughs> it's me sad. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's the first time I've probably disagreed on something like you've. Yeah. Because. Yeah, we've had our kind of moments, but generally kind of in the same page. Yeah, same page. Same like you like apes, you know, you love apes. I like apes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. But no, this is a first no and yes. But no, um, judge for yourselves, folks. Go and see it, and then you can email Richard and tell me what your pick is. It's not. Like I think it's a nice film. I think Colin <laughs> didn't like it because there's no monkeys with guns in it. I think like you didn't like well, it. Well, would have made it a fucking better film. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> would have made a different film. The movie on from the big old apes. As moving on from the big old yes, but. That is a good, I would recommend going to see it. It won't be in the cinema for long, so if you want to see it, you'll have to see it quick. Um, but it will be on Netflix or something, I'm sure. I wouldn't even recommend if you were browsing through channels, stop Shut watching up. it. Honestly, I, I, it's I, not that bad. You make it sound like it's Baywatch bad. It's not Baywatch bad. I, to see, I want to see Baywatch. No, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not even close uh, to that. Moving on from there, we've got some, some, some sad, sad stuff. Yeah. Sad, sad, um, sad stuff to talk about. Like, we've not seen any other films this week um, because we've been very busy. Yeah. And also, it's a time of year where there's really not much out. There's the blockbusters tend to, to chew, chew up, up a lot of the screen time. Yeah. So, yeah, your smaller films aren't coming through. Yeah. Like that just now. It's a bit of shame um, there's not as much out just now. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, we can talk about other things. But anyway. What we're, we're going to talk about sad, is sad, sad note. Um, it's based about Mr. George Romero. George A. Romero. George A. Romero, um, grandfather of fucking Phoenix. So zombie films, as we know. Yeah, I love them. Um, he passed away this week at the age of. I don't want to do my math very quickly. Um, 77. 77. Right. Yeah, and. Interesting. Like, I'm thinking about this. Because I love Romero and I love zombie films and I love horror films in general. I'll think about the idea of zombies and us because the zombie thing shared like. We were we started becoming friends. Zombies are the thing that grew us together. Walking Dead, Walking Dead, World War Z, and we went a, we went a wander around the World War Z film set. Remember? Yeah, kicking about the kicking about that thing. Yeah, that, so, so that was a big kind of bond for us. It yeah. was like, you know, this guy's like-minded. Let's let's do that. Yeah. Man. So I love horror films, and particularly I love zombie movies. Like I'm a huge fan. Yeah, me, me as well. Um, and Romero, pretty much. I think now we've, we've turned a corner in the last kind of 10 years, thanks to 28 Days Later, we've got fast zombies, but, but your kind of classic shuffling green face zombie, that's Romero. Yeah, I mean, bef- before Romero does the, um, we're getting all these films in a minute, before he done his, his first zombie film, the zombie was more of a, a, a thing, like a religious sort of, it was like a, uh, a voodoo. Yeah, element to I, it. I, it's all voodoo. voodoo. Yeah. It's not. It's not what he made. It he made it something completely he, different. He turned it into decomposing. You know, kind of palish green, fucking just masses of flesh that just relentlessly pursue flesh. And everything brought. And everything that zombie movies have been since that point has all been in every way tied to him. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. And everyone is trying to do what he did. One of my kind of strongest memories as, as a kid and I must have been about 11 years old at this point in my life um, I might have told you this story before um, but when I was about 11 years old um, the area I stayed in there was like a community centre about 700 metres away but it was across spare grounds oh. and uh, one night they were showing Dawn of the Dead right. and I went to see it and it finished quite late, it was a kind of autumn time and it finished about kind of 10, half 10 and I had to walk back home Right. And that is the most scared and fucking terrified I've ever been in my life. So I watched that film, <laughs> one year old boy walking home across this big open waste ground to try and get to the house. And I was, te- I ended up sprinting home like a you fucking Olympian because I was terrified. Well, and that was my <coughs> first real experience of Romero was basically terrifying the shit this I think most people at first experience will be done today because it's the same with myself I wasn't at a rec centre like yourself it was um, I can't remember if I taped it off the television it was only one night I knew it was on or if I got a tape from someone but I remember watching Dawn the Dead at about 11 o'clock at night I knew I shouldn't have been watching I was about maybe 10 years 11 years old 10-11 yeah. 
watch it in my room with like a set of headphones on about three inches away from the screen because that's just, like that's how far your headphones stretch <laughs> and just been again utterly terrified but no I should not be watching this and it was like I knew if I got caught watching it I was in trouble you were in big, big trouble to watch it yeah but I like I remember saying this is like, just always a great thing I'd have done a dead poster on my wall for like god knows how long in my, in my room it's I, like, absolutely dug that film yeah I mean it all it's, it's the fines a total genre, yeah. yeah. Fucking zombies, all everything to tell me. It's totally genre defining. What we have now when you get things like The Walking Dead on television, that is because of Romero. Yeah. The fact that in the, the, in the zeitgeist, things like World War Z, that is Romero. 20 days later, it owes more to Romero than it was. I know they speed the zombies up. And they don't yeah, call the zombies a common infected, but they yeah. are freaking zombies, and yeah. that's, what they're, that's what they're basing this thing on. Um, just on an interesting note, talking about <laughs> Walking Dead and <coughs> Romero, um, I don't know if it was actually Dawn of Dead to Dead, but there's one of the zombie films that Greg McTerro, who designs all the zombies in The Walking Dead, uh-huh. he's actually in one of the... the, 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 the I think it's... Is it, is it la- oh, you know, is it, it mean in the TV show, you mean? No, no, he's in the show as well, but no, in... Um, I think, is it Land of the Dead he's in? Boss was in one of them, same way, um... Oh, which sex machine? Tom Savini. He's in Dawn of Dead. He's in a couple of them as yeah, well, he's, def- too. he's definitely in Dawn, he's one of the biker gangs in Dawn. You can see, like, these guys are in these films, and then when you see their careers, you think, yeah, that, that, that's because of Romero. That, that's yeah, Romero made those guys who they are. Yeah, like, I, I, like I, Nicotero's entire workshop that he's got that makes everything that you know of mm. is down to Dawn of the Dead, yeah. and he uh, openly admits that. His infatuation with zombies obviously yeah. working with... Yeah, Edgar Wright said as well, he owes his career to the fact that he loves Romero. Romero and is it a Bonnie Romero that made him and Simon Pegg become friends and because of that obviously space comes from that. There's a thousand references to Don the Dead and Romero in space. Yeah. Then also Sean the Dead is is, 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 is ultimate love love story to to George Romero. Yeah, absolutely. So um, looking back at some of his movies, um, his first big zombie (laughs) film was um, Night of Ned. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is what we touch on, because like, he is obviously known for the Dead series, and we'll touch on that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was a filmmaker who did other things. Yeah. But people don't seem to acknowledge, and people should acknowledge. Because um, after, like, Night of the Dead was a big hit, um, obviously, it was a massive, massive hit. It changed the sort of psyche of the zombie film. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, 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 it took an obviously a horror film and did something over, you know, it had the whole the racial politics in it as well. Yeah. Um, which is something different. It wasn't, it wasn't just a slash film about killing everybody. It, was, it had something. No, it definitely satired what was happening at the time. It had something to it, yeah. yeah definitely. And an African American in the lead role as well, which is obviously never heard yeah. of at that point as yeah. well. So it, it, it was more than just a horror film. But <coughs> that was 1968. He didn't do Dawn of the Dead until 78. So there was a 10 year hiatus in between zombies? Yeah. So the first one he done after is a film called There's Always Vanilla. Which I've never seen. It's basically a young guy moves in with an older lady, and the older lady sort of, he starts to defend, depend on the older lady. So he's got a kind of Harold and Maud type thing like, alongside the graduate thing okay. going on. It's, it, it's, it's a solid boot, it's like telling a story. Have you seen it yet? I've seen it a long time ago. I've never, never. But it's, it's a solid, well done film. So he's, he has, not, he's not just a one trick pony, he's not saying he's like, I can do all shit as well. He's done Season of the Witch as well, seen that one? Long, 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 long Hungry Wives. I've not seen Hungry Wives. Well, it's the same film. Yeah, right, okay, I'll, I'll stop. No, um, long, long time ago, Season of the Witch, but again, I mean, that's probably back when I used to watch Hammer films. That's, it's like, like kind of a witch cross with Stepford Wives, yeah, that kind of one, yeah. yeah. Again, it's not always a zombie thing as well. They've done the craziest, which I think is an underrated gem. Which did he made? Um, Two years ago. Oh no, more than two years ago, a long time ago. Timmy Hoffman was in it, I think it was eight or nine years ago. Is that longer than that? Yeah, it's a while ago that film. I think I've only seen it a couple of years ago and that's maybe why, but yeah, that was a remake and the original one was... I think a a really good, well done horror film. It's not a horror film, it is a horror film, it's... Post apocalyptic, can you say to an extent? Horror slasher, people go nuts, start chopping for that. That's the kind of basis of it. Um, Not zombies, no. But yeah, definitely. There's a a, a plague element, though, to it, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Good, good film. Uh, He often Martin. Martin's a good film. Uh, Martin's a really good film, actually. Um, It's it's horrible. Um, Have you seen it? Yes. Right, the the, the one bit that sticks in my mind is the bit in the woods with a stick. Oh. Horrible. It's disgusting. Like, fuck. It's got a real sort of. You can almost see the, the through line from that to something like what we do in the shadows. Yeah, but I, I really like the idea of taking somebody and 
you know, this person's a vampire, but they're not. But not, no, 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 no. He's, he's, this boy's not, basically, he wears vampire fangs, uh-huh. almost like a vampire with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He's not, he's not a real vampire, but he thinks he is, yes. and it fucking hurts people trying to be a vampire. <laughs> but it's a really horrible film, and the, 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 I fucking want to spoil it. There's ones, if you've not seen this film, yeah, I mean, fuck off. The Monica, like, 1970, the yeah, Monica Mall draws a drawn gone now, yeah. But don't find it anyway. But there's, there's a scene in the forest where, you know, he's got this dead body, and he's trying to get blood off, and he ends up getting a stick from a tree and basically pokes it through the fleshy part of its throat. And it's fucking, that, that sticks, like proper, like the imagery, I mean, and again, I've seen this 20, 30 years ago, yeah. and it's vivid. But you remember horrible. that film, yeah? Fucking horrible scene, disgusting. Yeah. yeah. But it's Romero, <laughs> that's what he does. And yeah. yeah he just ch- he, he, some, it's, that's a, it's a perversive uh, thing, you're like, you were expecting something from, but you maybe weren't expecting that from. You like yeah. that was not really what I, I thought it would be. I, I think Martin was a film that simmers as well. There's a lot of the time where there's not too much happening. Do you know what I mean? It just kind of brews and brews and builds and builds to kind of come out the ending. But no, if you've never seen it, go and see it. It's, it's worth watching. Yeah, it's real kind of teenage angst as well. It's, yeah. a, it's a proper good team. Uh-huh, like you would watch it work well on double bill with something like The Craft and Heathers, and and that would work yeah. good, work quite well. Yeah. I, I, also, I, 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 I can see a different thrill between that and what we do in the shadows. I can see a sort of shared, if not, a shared DNA, if anything. Shared. Yeah, possibly, yeah, down the down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's definitely something there. Yeah. Well, uh, since it's done so after Martin, what did he do? He done one called Knight Riders. I assume you must have seen this I film. I think I have, but I don't remember it. Ed Harris is like a jousting trip to go after each other. Um, oh, I, is I it guess, motorbikes? Yes, I think so, yeah, if I remember it. I have seen it. I, I said you just, must have seen this film. I've seen it, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, Jeff's motorbikes, and it rings a bell. Yeah. I'm sure he's banned in Glasgow because the main character's called King Billy, so I'm sure he's banned up here. Because you can't have that anything like that on screen. No, you can't have anything to do with religion. Um, so Night Riders and what do they do? They're Monkey Shines. Monkey Shines. I assume you love Monkey Shines. Uh, not again. These are not nuts for years, but yeah, pretty much anything with a title, with Monkey in the title, um, I'm going to watch. Yeah. And, and, and that, like, yeah. I, that was, but I, I think I don't think I've seen this one, but a general idea of thing is that the guy who's like paralysed, yes, mm-hmm. he's got a monkey helper. Mm-hmm. But the monkey always starts to resent the guy. And yeah, this says, fuck you, I'm not being a I'm not being your little helper monkey. From the other monkey, yeah. like, the monkey start bullying him and stuff. Can I think so. It's almost like um it's a Matthew Broderick on Project X. Yeah. Similar to that. It's similar being to that, but the monkey's a dick. The monkey's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dickhead monkey. Yeah. Uh, before that, you also found Creep Show. Did he do it? All the parts of Creep Show. I think so. Because it was an anthology, wasn't it? Yeah. No, the only one I've got that's on was Creep Show. Right, okay. The first one. Right, okay. But was that not all different stories on? I can't remember. There was like four or five different stories in there. Yeah, you've done all of them, you think you've done but all of them. You've done one, there's one with, um, with based on Edgar Allan Poe's story, you've done one part of Edgar Allan Poe, yeah, like okay. anthology, but this one I think you've done the full lot. You've done all of all I believe so, yeah. Creepshow's a crack in the film, the big hairy monster. It totally <laughs> reminds me of the same monster that's in um, Big Trouble in China. Oh, but yeah, you can take a look about it. Yeah, definitely, it does. It reminds me of that. Um, also, The Dark Half and our Stephen King one. I really like The Dark Half. Uh, Timothy Hutton, I believe. Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's like an alter ego, isn't he? He's a writer, yeah, um, and he writes his stories, and the character that he's writing about kind of becomes alive, but it's him uh-huh. as an alter ego, and it's really, really good. Very Stephen King, though. It's a very, very, and this was when everyone was trying to make King films as quickly as they can. Yeah, they've churned them out, yeah. One of the better ones. Um, probably the fact that Romero had his fucking hand in it, but yeah, definitely one of the better Stephen King films. Yeah, that was 93, so it came out in 93 Stephen King-wise, but it's standout in 93? Stuff like that, yeah, you had the standout in about then, a um, couple of other things as well. Christine? Um, no, yeah, okay, that was the other one. That was the The Fog? Was on the Fog out then? The Mist? Earlier again. Earlier again? Yeah. That was Clyde Barker. So it was, yeah, sorry. Don't you dare. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. That's a pause, Um... But yeah, the like King was always one of the guys, Hollywood is always... Still now, I mean, that's just got Dark Tower. Dark Tower and yeah, stuff like that, yeah, now it's coming out. Yeah, and also you get Ugly Dome on TV as well, and... Yeah, so he's still, he's like, horrific as ever. But yeah, I definitely <laughs> think it's down to the mail with its success, or how good the Dark Tower is. It's a really, really good movie, isn't it? I don't think I have seen the Dark Tower. Recommend it? Definitely, yeah. yeah. I, I think I want to see the one, the last non-zombie film is called Bruiser. I haven't seen it at all. It's fucking weird. It's, like, it's almost like a Twilight Zone episode. A guy wakes up, a guy who basically spends his life being ignored at work, at home, just no one gives a shit about him basically. 
wakes up one day and your entire face is it's just a white mask, like a plain white mask. Okay. And you sort of, you yeah. sort of mind you sort of breaks down from here. That's it's a very odd, cool. weird film, yes. Yeah. Did he write it as well? I think no, he just uh, directed it. That sounds odd, so it does. It's very, like I said, it's like a really odd Twilight Zone episode, like a really messed up Twilight Zone episode. Does it hold out for a film, yeah, I, I think barely. The idea is barely sort of holds out for it. But no, it was, I remember, I've watched it a long time ago. Yeah. Um, well, not a long time, ten years ago. Yeah. I remember it being sort of one of the you go, that's it's just an odd feeling. You know, so it's like... <laughs> I like it's good to win a film, doesn't it? You walk away and you're kind of like, I'm yeah, I mean, sure it settles you enough to think, I don't know what I think. It's, it's, a, it's not perfect from any stretch of imagination, but it's one of those you go, it does, you go, that is just a weirdness to it. I, I'm not really comfortable. Like, kind of like the human centipede, and I'm not going to compare the two of them together because they're all like two different. Ask them out, Richard. Ask them out, yeah. <laughs> but it does make it, I mean, you cannot deny you watch something like the human centipede, you walk away, you do think about that film longer than you probably should do. Yes, yeah, yeah, you do. And, and, even though it's a bad movie, the human centipede, I mean, yeah, it does, yeah, it lingers, and you start to think, you know, why, and yeah. could you, and is it possible, and yeah. you start to look up shit, and, and you should do that, yeah. you're in a rabbit hole before you know it, and stuff, then, even, even yeah. not doing the same movie, but Saw as well, like, you yeah. know, stuff that makes you think, you know, you always think, oh, it's just, it makes you feel awkward and weird, yeah. and that's thing about it, that's thing that makes you feel... In a good way, though, I think, because if it sticks with you, then it's done, it's, you know, it's done Yeah, that's job, any, that's any piece of art like that's got to do its job, yeah. even, even most films are obviously quite disposable to a great degree, and you maybe won't last much longer than how long it takes you to get to the bottom of the cinema, mm. but if it makes you think about it in the, you know, Absolutely. walk to, on the train home, yeah. then I think, it's, I think it's done its job. I love watching a film going home, and when you're going to sleep, it's just for about your head, I love films like that, yeah, you just like, can't shake it, and you know, you think, and you wake up Morning, like, fuck, yeah, that was, that's, that's, that's that's the best horror is you know something that we saw recently or not recently maybe two or three years ago the Babadook and things like that mm. or It Follows or what else we saw Lights Out as well last year uh, The Witch they don't just they, they stay with you for a long time yeah they, they, they kind of hold on for a wee bit whereas there's so many shit just disposable yeah, stuff yeah Blair Witch and shit like that you walk out the cinema and you're talking about something else you're talking about where we're going to go for some tea or something uh-huh. instead of the movie, movie which yeah. is, it's all wrong um, but that's his sort of like his other films like his non-zombie body of work isn't it? yeah but I think it's a solid body of work it's yeah, there's yeah. stuff in there that makes you well definitely make you think and it's yeah. all, everything is worth touching on if you get a chance to um, I think a lot unfortunately a lot of them are out of print now like you don't really find them very easily maybe eBay them eBay can be a best bet yeah, unfortunately yeah. Like but um, maybe I mean maybe the one say good thing about his passing right now is maybe these films might see the light of day again Hopefully, there's some sort of box set coming out of like the other Romero stuff. You know, it's the that everybody you know when they yeah. pass away. No, they deserve it because it, it definitely was more than a zombie film. Uh-huh. I mean, for sure, you know, he had a talent way above and beyond that. That was probably his best work, his zombie stuff. But his other stuff is by no means dismissive. No, so not certainly not. Check it out. So talking about his zombie best stuff. bodies of work. Yeah. Um, so Night of the Living Dead. Um, pretty fucking groundbreaking back in the day. I mean, it was a black and white zombie film featuring, as you said, um, an African-American lead role. African-American With a white um, co-star. Mm. Which is yeah, the odd yeah. thing about it as well. And it, it just... It's so... Sorry, I'm looking at the window and I see a bunch of Vikings walking past. <laughs> Did you see that? I did see that. Yes. There's Vikings walking... <laughs> walking through Glasgow, just now walking yeah. down Bath Street in Glasgow, axes, shields and everything. I don't know if we're getting invaded, I don't know if I should worry about... Maybe not, we're playing religion. something. Okay. Anyway, I'm back I'm to watching. It. You watch um, Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, it's black and white and quite, it's, it's a low budget film. Yeah, I mean, it's made for next to no money. Yeah. That's what I think of Romero as well, I think you mentioned. He's very much a, a, a master of his own destiny. Mm. He, 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 it was like self, not self funny, but he, he was made, he wasn't studio filmed a lot of the yeah. time. The like only one studio film we get to later on is Land of the Dead. Um, everything else is sort of very much, he's having to fight for this money. Yeah. He keeps control of these films, but because of that, they're better for they're it. Much but better he either could have taken more money to make another film, but he decided he wanted to do his own way, so he'll take less money, and that breaks. And he knock, knocks it out of the park. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, yeah, don't, I think Night of the Dead. Um, they, they, they done a remake um, about 15 years ago now. Did they? You know what I'm saying? A colour remake. I've, 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 I've I think Tony Todd playing the, the I've only seen Dawn and Day the remakes. Alright, okay. Um, Night of the Dead. Um, scene for scene remake pretty much. Right, okay. Um, Who directs it? I can't remember. Um, you can fact check that when I talk about it. But um, it, it, I'm sure it's Tony Todd in the lead role. And, and it is almost scene for scene. I mean, all, pretty much you compare the two identically. But it's a beautiful... Beautiful remake, and it's nice to see it in colour. 
Um, so they, they kind of don't miss any report out, they get everything in there, you know, all the kind of key points are there. Even the same kind of zombies and the same scenes are there as well. But it, it's a really, really... Interesting. Tom Savini did it with it. There you That's go. It, so it goes back to... I was, I was, going, I was going to be against it for a second, and I was like, you know what, I'm okay with Tom Savini doing it. It's a really... Uh, it, again, I mean, it doesn't change it. It just takes a really good zombie film and just thinks, you know what, here it is in car. Be a bit more up to date, modern setting, but are we talking like sort of a remake in the same way that Gus Van Sant done um, Psycho? Is it sort of that level of shot for I've shot? I've never seen the Psycho. Basically, what that's is it a scene for scene? Shot for shot remake, much, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll watch it. I, I'll just I, I fucking what's the purpose of the shot for shot remake then? Really, when you get down to what's the purpose of it? I think Savini's just like, you know what? I've worked with this guy, I've liked him a lot, one of my favourite movies, I want to make that movie. Um, I suppose I want to see fucking colour it. I don't really know, but I mean, it's nice to see it in colour because when you watch the original, you know the zombies are meant to be green and there's blood, and you kind of know all this stuff, so it's nice to see that come to life in a colour screen as well. I think it's just a modern audience, that's all. Um, like, my, my kid's 15 year old, if I said to him, Do you want to watch a black white zombie film? Don't make me go fuck myself. That's a fair point, yes. It's an entry level. In fairness, I mean, my entry wasn't Night of the Dead as well. I had to go back and watch Night of the Dead. Do you think it would have been different if it was a black and white zombie film? No, because I've always been very open to watching black and white and stuff like that. A lot of people balk it. I know people who will not watch films with black and white. I think subtitles, you know, that will put people off. For me, no. A good film, regardless of black and white colour. It seems to me, again, I'm just projecting to Mr. Tom Savini here, but it's probably just, you know, he's been in this guy's movies, you know, he appreciates who he is and he's thought you know what I want to make this movie possibly maybe one of his favourites and you know bring it up to date I'm assuming that this film maybe done with the um, the okayness uh, okay or the, uh, the approval of Romero I would have thought so I mean he'd have any I, I assume there's a friendship there because he's oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, I, think, yeah. I think Tom has been in two or three Romero's maybe big parts no. but he's been in two or three of his movies so I would imagine there's some kind of kinship and the career path that he's taken as well as Nicotero I'm pretty sure if he didn't give his blessings, he would have. You know, I, don't, yeah. I don't think there's any. Um, on from that, Dawn the Dead. Which is. I just want to remember for you, think. Th- this is the most iconic one, I think, for sure. You know, it's not the best film, though. Um, I think Day's better. Ooh, tough one. I think it's a film, but I can totally agree. Dawn the Dead, number one, the poster is phenomenal. I think I'm in love with Dawn, though. Yeah, I agree. I think because of that. Nothing touches it, but I think it's because you love it so much. Yeah, because it's a better film. I think. Ah, that's maybe, maybe the first one you saw as well has an impact on you. Yourself is the first one you saw as well. Yeah. Name of me. I think more people this is the first one they saw, and all just the title "Dawn of the Dead" just sounds yeah. so freaking cool. It, it does. It works. It, it's just such a good satirical movie as well. But you know the consumerism <laughs> and stuff like that, and it's. You know, it's, it's just like a zombie movie, but it's got a heart in there, and it's got a story, and it's got morals, and you know, it's kind of dissect in America. Um, I actually, did. I watched it on when I watched it on uh, Monday when I found out. Probably a, a few months ago, I think yeah. I was I was channel hopping, and it was there, and of course you stop when you watch it yeah it? So, yeah. Um, I also watched the remake about six weeks ago because my brother had the remake is generally very good I, like, I don't like fast zombies I'm very much against fast, fast zombies so they're not that fast in, they I, are they are fast but not so fast in Dawn they, they are moving at pace in Dawn they kind of get faster and faster as the remake's gone and on and on and on so what do they do they tend to get worse because um, I think the remake of Night of the Living Dead uh-huh. they're just shuffling zombies Dawn of the Dead, the remake, they are faster, but Day of the Dead, the fuck is a climb up ceiling? Yeah, no, uh, that's my issue, yeah, I don't, like, I don't like zombies that look like gymnasts. Yeah, do you like a zombie community? I've got a fight chance. And it's, that's the point with the zombie, is, it's the inevitability, it's, it's the idea, you can run, but you have to sleep, but they'll just keep they're shuffling. Right. Yeah, yeah they're it's relentless. They do not ever And that's sleep. a scary aspect of yeah. this. You know, cause you can always you know, defeat a zombie by running away from it or yeah. pushing over, but it will still get back up. When you wake up the next day from wherever you're hiding, they're still shuffling about. Still shuffling towards you. Yeah. And that's what he, I think he brought to it as well. Yeah. And um, you know, the shuffle, also the biting. I think that was something he brought to it. The idea that the, the virus get passed on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The decomposing yeah. aspect as well. And also the killing of the removing a head or. The head taken by that. That's his kind of lore as well. well yeah. Yeah. Which is probably still all you back from Bram Stoker, but hopefully. still will leave it that, yeah. Um, but yeah, you said, like, Don, probably your favourite still. 
I think again, same reason as you. Probably because it's the first. It's probably technically not his best movie. Yeah. But it's the one that lives near heart. Do you know what I mean? Most of all, um, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's some really good. But the moment I love it about the bit to start in the gas station. Mm-hmm. And it's um, the guy keeps trying to shoot the zombie and keeps missing. Yeah. And the other guy walks in, just clips around, just, just ah, takes it in one shot. Oh, fuck you. I, just, I, I, I love that bit of the film as well. Get in the fucking car. The stuff yeah, in the yeah. plane, the stuff in the, the, the mall when they're playing like uh, poker and they've got like yeah. massive stacks of cash and things like that. I really the like scene that, that stuff. sticks with you most of all is um, the bit where he kind of just sits up from under the sheets. Oh. They kind of one of the main characters. And that's the bit that's stuck in my head as a 12 year old kid as well, a little kid. And it's fucking horrifying. It's really terrifying. Every time I see it, I just get the. I, don't, I know it looks terrible, I know it looks like, you know, bad kind of 70s, 80s it makeup. Looks, it does look cheap now, I'm not going to it looks cheap, but, but I'm willing to forgive that a lot of times. My time. god, it, it made me fucking squirm some and it still, it still does. does yeah, yeah. Some, some, it it's not also as gory as you think it is, if, as if you mm, remember. Not. There's some few scenes in it also yeah. are very, that are a lot of them, but compared to something, <laughs> compared to something Game of Thrones on TV just now, yeah, it's, it's probably less gory than that. I mean, I think back then it would have been an R-rated movie, 18, you could probably put it out now, not a 12 week. No, 15 probably, 15 probably, yeah, easily, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, after Donnie Dunn... Done Day of the Dead, which Bob. is the best film. Bob. Bob, yeah. Bob. And it is, I think, it's, I think it's the, best, the best overall movie. To have a story, structure, scale, I think it's the one that works the best. Possibly, yeah. Again, not, not as fond of it as Dawn for reasons, but no, it's a good... Bob is just such an iconic character. Exactly. I'm say, everyone, I, I think people make people think that Bob is in, in Don the Dead. He's not. No, you, you'd maybe expect him to be Don because he's the most iconic yeah, zombie, but he's not. He's dead, dead. And, uh, yeah, there's some really. Like the bit where they kind of rip the sergeant apart and stuff like that is fucking horrible. The idea that kind of, you know, they've got them down in the mines, they can basically fucking harvesting zombies. Try to weaponise them essentially, that's the whole point. Yeah, it's, um, it's, like, know, it's really, really Again, it's Romero's take yeah. on like nuclear armament and yeah. the arms race. Yeah, you know, it's weaponised zombies. Um, but no, that's a really, really good film. Um, and again, what I've noticed about Romero is, um, just think about that film there, is he's always got strong female characters in his films. He does, yeah. He's, he's, he, and I'm, this was back in a time when, you know, kind of females were almost seen as malls almost. Uh, and he, you know, he, he made these I think Nine's got a stronger one. I think the Dawn one, to an extent, is unfortunate. They make her pregnant in it, which I think is a little yeah. bit of a... Yeah. a bit of a, an old clichéd part of a, you know, storytelling, yeah. you know. Again, it moves the story. It moves the story along, yeah, but um, she's, she's strong. She's not yeah. dead, getting very, very, like, very strong and female. Nine's not dead. Again, strong people. Strong people, yeah. In comparison to what is out normally in a horror film, with a yeah. horror film, all the women there for it basically ripped apart. Yeah. Either get killed in the first couple of minutes or get killed at the no, end. No, he makes some, you know, precursors to Ellen Ripley almost. Definitely. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, after 82, he'd done, like I said, done a few of these um, non zombie films, and it took to 2005 for him to come back. Of which he came back with. Land of the Dead. Which. Is this, this is the one with the talking zombies, yeah? Not talking so much. Functional, functional. They're intelligent. They, they, they fire the gun and stuff like that, and they can, they can, they're sort of beginning to. They had a leader, but there was yes. a person as a zombie leader, which yes. I didn't know quite how I felt about that. Um, I, I didn't mind. I thought the idea of a hive element sort of works to me to an extent. You know, yeah. um, in the same way, like sort of like Planet of the Apes to an extent as well. So it's sort of like it's you put that many people together, uh, that amount of us, like a sim, like an organism together, and things like uh, some sort of, if not intelligence. But the appearance of intelligence, a leader or something that's uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, they're always supposed to say that zombies. They always are following a sound. They don't actually. Keep, they think they've heard, but they're not really sure. Yeah. You know, they really, they really just want the guy who, who started walking forward first. So it's basically the sheep almost. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Who's, who, where's he going? I'm going there as well. What I liked about Land of the Dead was not only was granted. I liked it. It's good to have Romero back. Yeah. It's the first one I saw in the cinema as well. I've never, I was actually never seen any of the other ones in the cinema. It's a real shame. I hope eventually. Somebody will put it on so I can go and see them yeah, somewhere, anywhere. Like, um, but landed it, it's the only one I've seen in the cinema. And I remember being so, so excited about it because it was Romero in the cinema. And I just. I'm watching George Romero on the big fucking yeah, screen. And yeah. it had, had a massive budget compared to what the other ones had. You're talking like yeah. 20, 25 million. You can see it. So he does suffer a little bit, so he's not as strong as the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's probably. It's supposedly it's some. It's fantastical, maybe. It's, it's, it's supposed to be a sort of it's an response almost to a 9-11 response you know the idea that the, the powerful living in this one tower and the rest of the masses sort of left to fend for themselves yeah. and then obviously 
the real world comes to America. The, the, the towers went to America. That's yeah. the idea. America just ignore the rest of the world. Yeah. Eventually, something happens that the, the world comes to America. Yeah. In the same way, nine eleven. They need to um, fight off the, the terrorist yeah. attacks and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. in that respect, I, I, I really liked it and enjoy. Again, it shows you've got some sort of. It's not just a zombie movie. No. Yeah. If I remember rightly, somebody in that movie was a bit OTT. Are you talking Hopper? I am talking. Hopper was Hopper was going for it. He's the, going big for this it. This is when like Kenneth Hopper's made some odd choices recently. Um, and, and he Acting goes, is a series of choices, and Dennis Hopper makes those he choices. He goes fucking larger than life, and then bigger again. Yes, <laughs> yes. And he does it in this movie as well. But he, he kind of goes through Hopper. Oh yeah, he goes, yeah. I mean, he's, he's hoppering off the scale. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I suppose it's maybe a good platform to do, but sometimes Hopper's so Hopper that you're taken out of the environment <laughs> you're in because Hopper's been like, whoa. I remember John Leguizamo like, like was a bit OTT as well, in it? He was at times. Yeah, but, but John John Hopper can get away with it a lot more than Leguizamo at that point. Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, it, it was good to see Romero, um, but I didn't like, as I say, the whole kind of idea of zombies, you know, starting to develop an intelligence beyond this just fucking need for brains and that. So I think that kind of threw me a wee bit. Threw me a bit, you understand, you've got to, in some ways you've got to move the characters on a little bit to an extent, because guess, yeah. if you just make it an all-zombie movie, they call it a zombie film. It becomes generic because a and zombie film, yeah. You probably argue that the ones that came after that, Die of the Dead in 2007, he went back to sort of the old style and it, it did suffer for that. It did. Yeah. Fucking dramatically. So talking about Diary, you've seen it, yeah? Yes, I've seen it. I've not, I've not seen it. I own I it. I don't like it. I don't like it much either. It's a shame because I want to love Of course you do. You want to love it. Does. And uh. you can almost feel a sense of guilt or shame because you don't. You're like, I'm sorry, George, but I'm sorry, I just didn't. It seemed really cheap. It did seem cheap. It was yeah. cheap. It was almost, I mean, 2007 is a little bit late to jump on the... Blair Witch idea, you know, that's it is sort of following the aesthetic, the, the single which camera is, thing. Yeah, which is what it is. Ah, yeah, I've been following it, actually, yeah. But, um, it, it's, it, it's actually the one I watch and I think it feels the most dated, even though it's like only 10 years old. It's, it's fuck, I'm going to say this and it's horrible, it's unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. He was riding a wave of, not only was Land of the Dead, like, not only was like, zombies getting, zombies were getting back into zeitgeist at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. Um, with Shaun the Dead, with an older zombie, like I, I, I can't remember if Shaun the Dead came before or after Dawn the remake. Um, I think Shaun was after the remake, but yeah, there were, I mean, there's always these resurgences anyway. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, he's obviously thought, do you know what? Now's the time, but I, I don't know what happened. But it just, it just seemed like a movie that would have been really good 15 years before it was made. Yes, in the 80s, it would have been a. a Fucking really, really good zombie horror film, but it just didn't fit into the. Going to say, Beyond the Dead and Shaun the came out the same year, actually. Right, okay, okay. So there, there was stuff happening with zombies. Yeah, like. but that was sort of the resurgence of it. Um, but no, I didn't I didn't get it at all, either did. It. What was after that? Was it Sur- <laughs> Survival of the Dead? That was in 2009. Which again? I've only ever seen it once and I'm really struggling to remember what happens in it. I remember it being pretty poor in comparison as well. Not, again, it felt cheap. Um, and it's okay for the metal films to feel cheap in 1970 and 80 because, you know, there wasn't a big budget effects when they are now. Yeah. This is, I've listened to him, uh, and I've read an interview with Romero, and this is what he's talking about around about this time. He said, this is the point when zombies are starting to get back in his eye, guys. This is when people are starting to make, like, want to make big budget zombie movies. And stuff like World War Z, people are starting to like, consider that as a movie, you know, yeah. with a 150 million budget. He wanted to make something like Diary and Survival Dead for 8 million. And no one would give him 8 million bucks to make a movie. No. It's basically saying, no, we want, it's a, it's a problem most of them have got right now. There's no market for that budget movie. You either want a big massive tentpole picture, or if you can make a film for a hundred bucks and we'll give you money for that. Yeah. We're not gonna yeah. waste eight million on you, which I feel is a real shame you're missing out these guys, these filmmakers who, who, who So do, do you that. know what the budget was for these last two movies? Did you get any any kind of idea? You... I, I can't remember, I, I think it was he had to raise the money himself for a start, right. I think, okay. from what I remember. Which uh, is that's almost a travesty, you know, somebody like George Romero having to go and fucking you know, fund their own stuff and for people to Say no, we don't want that adventure. It's nuts. But it was almost like something like Dawn the Dead was the film that made people go. I think I'm sure it was based on the fact that it was um, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. going to go. There is a guy who's still alive right now who made the greatest zombie films of all time, and you've in Hollywood ignored them for the past twenty years. And much like, like George Miller wasn't the, wasn't ignored after Mad Max because no. he did things in between, like I like, am um, like Dave and stuff like that. But yeah. 
they came a point where everyone went, holy shit, he's good at what he does. Yeah, like he is the greatest actor in the world. He's so always been good at what he does. You just chose to not yeah. let him do this. Yeah, because and I feel he, that's what Amber Romero was a good. He could have done more if, if if he was allowed to do more, but he probably wanted to work outside of that studio system because he didn't like the way the studio system was running and what and what the demand of him. Yeah, he's went against the kind of trend, and uh-huh. I thought, you know what, fuck you, that's, you know, you don't, you don't do that to us, and Hollywood's top was listening, I guess. But it's, it's a shame, because it, like, I, mean, I feel really, really bad not liking a Ramiro film. Um, no, no, I didn't like them, I just thought they were very black. They are black, and um, Night, Dawn and Day stand alone as a, as a phenomenal trilogy. Fucking amazing trilogy. Land of Day is an enjoyable return to seeing him on film again. Yeah, over the top nonsense with Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Dennis Hopper. Fucking insane, yeah. But Diary and Survival really, unfortunately, yeah, are very, very... They, they just fell into like, just another zombie film, if you did It didn't feel like Romero. No. You know, no, not at all. It felt weak. Maybe it's because it was so emulated by that point as well that, you know, it's like... Romero I think also as well... I think also the problem comes with that as well. You get... When, this is in 2007, so Night of Living Dead was out in six days. You're talking nearly 30 years later. No, 40 years later almost, you know. That f- Donate Dead has been ate and copied so many times, Over. it doesn't Over. feel fresh. Yeah. So he brings what he used to do to the floor, people going, kind of seen this before. You know, literally yeah. a, a couple of months ago, I saw, I saw the remake of Donate Dead, which I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. You know, and people people like that film, and because of that, people going, why are you not doing something new? You think, but I don't need to do something new. I, and, yeah. I invented this shit. I've done the shit that you, you think is new. Yeah. That was me. That's me. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's George Romero. What does the A stand for? Anyone just know? I never thought of that actually. No, George. I'm going to say it stands for Andrew. George fucking Andrew. Not fucking Andrew. You know he's Canadian. I didn't know. He's American Canadian. He was born in America. He was born in the Bronx, but then he took on Canadian citizenship. Oh, let's find out what he is. I'm going to say Andrew. Andrew. Andrew Romero. It seems like a Canadian that might actually want to think it doesn't actually stand for anything. Right, right. So just a wee cheeky initial, yeah, just, it's kind to, of, yeah, like just to give him that, that kind of defining, yeah, that's George A. Romero. It is Andrew. Is it? George Andrew Romero. Boom. Well done to you. I, think I, I can't believe I've been a fan of George Romero since, like, since I was about 11 years old. Never even thought the thing was his middle name. It's just because usually you would just say George Romero. It's been earlier when you said A and it started as well. But he's always um, credited George Romero. Yeah, but you know what? It's just George Romero. Yeah. Or Romero zombies. You don't oh, even say George half the time, it's all Romero zombies. What? Look at his body of work, I mean, wonderful body of work. I think the biggest thing he's done is, is a legacy that he left. Yeah. You know. And it'll keep going. And I hope it does keep going, yeah. 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 Um, I think The Walking Dead's done more to bring us back to the kind of shuffling zombies. We had 20 days later doing the kind of fast runners. World War Z as well was a yeah. lot of very fast zombies. I think the ones that still scare you the most are the shufflers. Shuffling zombies, because I know in a world, if zombies, like we all dream of zombie apocalypse happening, some yeah. of us, if they're fast zombies, I'm screwed, I'm fucked. I'm dying oh, early. Yeah, I'm dead as well. I'm still, dead in minutes. Still zombies will be... I'll still get half a chance. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll the first one's out, but yeah, I'll get, I'll get yeah. a couple of yours. I, I think I'll live for a little bit, but if it's fast zombies, I know I'm dead in seconds. <laughs> They're going to get you, boy. I'm going to get them in the first minute. I'll, I will probably just throw myself at them and go, like, get it over and done with. Just kill me now. <laughs> just lay down, <laughs> fuck it here, take yeah, it Yeah, take me now. Have them all, let me add yours. Slow zombies, I, I feel like I could probably survive a good bit of time with them. Um, sad to see um, R.I.P. R.I.P. most definitely. R.I.P. Like I said, a huge part yeah, of, of my film growing up. This, I watched yeah. so many of these films. Yeah, um, I, I was a massive, massive, massive Go fan as a kid and just fucking sucked up every horror movie and uh, Jaws pretty much defined a lot of my movies. And it's nice to know he was, he was still around doing all the cons and stuff like that. So he, he still, he's nice to even, like, still speak yeah. and still talk and, and you got to... And, he only made a film like you know fifty odd years ago. To hear him talk about it now, it, it leaves an, an impact on an, an, an impression on the world. I think. Definitely, and your homework's are is to watch. <laughs> oh, fuck, you've got to watch two now. So you've got to watch the original Beguiled. Yes. And then the remake of Night of the Living Dead. I think Night of the Living Dead remake. So yes. an original and then a remake. That does. I like it. Been interesting way to do it. Yeah. Definitely, sir. That does. You got to try. You got to try and find Night Riders. I will try and find Riders. <laughs> <laughs> And I will try and watch that, but I think that's us for this week. Yeah, but well, next week coming out, we've got on Friday, we have, or tomorrow, we have Dunkirk. Dunkirk, Which yeah. I'm very intrigued about. I'm interested in Dunkirk. Um, and do you know what I'm really interested about in Dunkirk? What? Harry Styles. Shut up. I'm just saying, singers have went on to become really good actors. No, they have. Maybe a good singer's going to be going to David actor. Essex. What was he in? It was good. Fucking star something and all. Starman? No, no, that was David Bowie. I thought it was. Bowie's not. Bowie is. 
Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. He Billy is weird, but he's not a great actor. I think he's. I think in Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, he's weird. Big Jagger. He's been in a few movies. You want me to give uh, Billy some credit for? What's the one he plays? Punch Pilot. Oh, last that's his temptation of Christ. Christ. Yes, I like him in that actually. What about Mick Jagger and Free Jack? No. Oh, so Free Jack is a that's the Aussie one. So one way, I mean, the rest of it is he's a race car driver. No, I'm thinking, sorry, I'm thinking he plays, uh, he's played Ned Kelly one point, isn't he? Yeah, he done that. That was a bad well, film. And Free Jack is Hopkins, Estevez, and Mick Jagger. That's an odd fucking cop. Hopkins is old, and he basically, when you die, they can steal your body and transfer you into his body. So they kill Estevez, put Hopkins' mind into him, and he decides to run away with a body, and fucking Jagger has to recover him. I mean, it's, you've you sold me on it, I'm going to try and find that one as well. Um, it's a really, really good movie. Um, <coughs> I know, Sinners can become good actor. I think Harry Styles do it. I've got a whole film going to be sitting this film on Monday, and I'll be watching this film, and I'm going to get a young girl screaming. Yeah, Harry Styles? I Harry don't Styles. think he's got a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's... So we're talking about music now. We've really been really good in this film today. We've really enjoyed it. We've had Frank Turner, Pale Jack, Gaslight Anthem. Gaslight Anthem. We're very happy with it. I think they like us today. Yeah. Um, but no, I, th- I think he's got a small part. I don't think he'd be any mean dog. No, I don't think he is. I, don't think, but I feel like there's a lot of girls in the cinema. And as soon as you're going to scream and going to shout, <laughs> and I'm going to lose my shit at it because I'm watching a fucking war movie. I don't like, I don't like to see that. What I'm it. not looking forward to about Dunkirk is Tom fucking Harvey. I, I am going to be stuck in a fucking cockpit. An enclosed space with Tom Hardy. That's like a worst <laughs> fucking nightmare. We'll, we'll discuss it at length next week. Next um, week, we And um, Cars 3, which we'll try and get to see as well. Which I've seen already, but I'll save that for next, next week. week. I've, I've seen I've it seen Cars 3 and I want to see it before we talk about it. And is that all to say? That is pretty else? much it, man. There's okay. very little this week. But again, Dunkirk's on, Cars 3's on. You've still got Spider-Man out. You've still got... Um, we've got a big Lucas out this week something else out big Planet of the Apes is still kicking Planet of the Apes still cheering up all this week Baby Driver's still Baby hanging around go, go, go see it go see it go see it it's still hanging around it's well worth watching ok we've been 3 Beers in a Movie um, you can get us on Twitter and Facebook at 3 Beers in a Movie that's yep. the number 3 Beers in a Movie and uh, also email us at gmail on 3 Beers in a Movie at gmail.com yes um, if you're on you can download on iTunes Huh? Leave yeah. a little review. We're on SoundCloud. Leave a review on there, and it helps to bump us up little charts. Yeah, let us know what you think, stuff like that. Because we're doing it for fun, but we want to be number one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to win that race. Even we're not racing anybody. Yeah. We're still going to win. We want to beat somebody. Yeah. Give us your thoughts, feelings, stuff like that. Let us know, good, bad, and different. Would you want us to talk about? Would you not want to talk about? And we'll do what we can to accommodate. I've been Colin McKay. You've been Richard Laird. See you all again. Bye. Bye. Three beers and a movie.